Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. We have a second part of our meditation. It's called Knowings. And people from around the world each week send in questions that they would like for us to focus upon in order to uplift us and illuminate our consciousness and extend it out to everyone who's joining us. And Allison will tell us the questions that have come for this week. Allison? The first question is from Lisbon, Portugal. Portugal. Dear Chris, please, why am I so afraid of death and loss? Death and loss. You are not alone. Thank you for that question. The actual source of that fear is our identification through our how we see ourselves, our sense of self. So when someone leaves us, for example, or we're afraid of our own death because we will disintegrate that person, that personality that we recognize, that we call our, ourselves, dissolves. It dissolves into something that is our source. Energy never dies. It just changes form. So you will not lose consciousness at its source. You will just use your outer uh, coding. But what happens when we fear the death of others is that we fear that what we're seeing as a representation of us We identify through them. They are the mirror of our sense of self. And when they disappear, there's a hole there and we can't fill it with anything else, just ourselves. And that's what creates the fear. And that's why we hold on to pictures and things that belong to other people because we feel that if we can just remember them, if we can just somehow hold them into our lives, that we will still exist as we did before. But in actuality, Spiritual truth is that what offers us at the passage of somebody else or the loss of something that we've uh, garnered or held on to as identification and, and that sense of safety that we have about who we are, when that is gone, the opportunity is to go on, to travel on, to change and move on with life. I have had the great honor of talking to many, many people who have passed from their bodies in spirit form and other octaves of astral and other octaves in other dimensions. And they will always say, I would that my loved ones would go on, that they would love again, that they would let me go and, and reinvent who they are without my presence. 
It doesn't mean we don't honor our parents or our loved ones, uh, but that we, we recognize that even in an accident, even in death, even in not wishing to, to die or to let go, that on the soul level, on the spiritual level, they have completed their destiny. They have completed their purpose, their mission, and they release themselves. And so we too must release ourselves in that way and go on. It is really, really true they say these things. Go and love again. Go on with your life. Live now. They are not suffering. They are free. And they are speaking not from their personality selves, but from a spiritual energy, from a hologram of consciousness that's so far beyond what we see is real. I hope this supports you to let those things go and focus on your own evolution, that every day is a day in which you become new and your purpose in life presents itself and allows you to express through this magical and spiritual and physical vehicle in life. Great love. Allison? The second question is from Amalfi, Italy. Italy. Recently, at a birthday gathering with my siblings, whom I rarely see but communicate with periodically, I realized that I have grown entirely away from them emotionally, and the past we share. Our personal beliefs and global views are now very different, and I literally feel no connection to these people who, are, who now live in different parts of Europe. I have no desire to be around them again. So my question to you, Chris, is... Am I karmically obligated to continue a steady, inclusive relationship with my siblings and their families? From a spiritual perspective, no, you are not. But there is something very important about this kind of relationship that is karmic. And remember that karma isn't what you owe or what they owe or any negative thing of the past. It's simply cause and effect, action and reaction. So, like any relationship, what is important is that you honor it. Honor that they are your relatives, your siblings, and that you've traveled with them in many lifetimes. And this is why you called them in. And maybe you've called them in for your own growth, to, to realize that your view of the world has been become different than theirs. And so you can let them go from something that you owe them, that you have to communicate with them, and you can move into a higher octave of connection so that you're always honoring that you brought them into your life, but not that you have to keep them there and that you owe them something because of that. They may wish to be as free of you as you are of them, but there's a trick to that. And the trick is that when we extend a loving, non-judgmental, kind of energy to them, then that takes the place of all of that third dimensional, I have to call you on the phone, I have to see you because it's a holiday or something like that. And so uh, we're going to do a little exercise right now to show you how you can sort of uh, smooth that over and go on. Again, actually there are two of them. The first one would be just as we've done before, as we began asking them what color they need from you, to know that you honor them, draw it in from the cosmos, 
and extend that color to them and then feel that they ask for the color, you're done. And they are done. You're both free. But a really wonderful, one of my favorite exercises in consciousness is this. Ask their higher self. And you could ask the collective higher self of all your siblings at once if you want to, or each one. Uh, and anytime you think of them, you can send them color, or uh, you can do this exercise, which is very powerful. Either of these two exercises will begin to uh, either shift them, uh, releasing them in your life, or allowing there to be a change in your relationship, finding that there are things that you can connect to that are not about just the past or your, your belief systems now. And what that is, is that you bring them into your mind's eye, you ask their higher selves, because actually it's your two higher selves that have made these contracts and vows karmically. So you ask their higher self to take a form, then you ask your higher self to take a form, which we're going to do right now, and then you just merge them for a second and let that go. And in that way you're saying, I acknowledge you from my soul's level. And then... Having had that, that oneness, we each travel on. Ready? Close your eyes. Let's begin with your higher self because it could be the same one you had at the beginning of this Sunday meditation. So ask your higher self to take form. It might be the same or it could be different. Bring it into your mind's eye. Bring it to the left side of your body. And now, either all your siblings or a particular sibling, especially one that you might feel very disconnected from, bring them into your mind's eye and ask their higher self to take a form for you. So you don't see them as them, you see them as their soul. It could be anything, again. It could be a bird, it could be a light, it could be a horizon, a tree, an equation. Just see what form it comes in at this moment. And it doesn't matter if the two forms seem like they have nothing to do with each other. It matters not. Bring that form into the right side so that the two forms of the higher self are looking at each other, facing each other. And now, take a deep breath and allow them to merge for a second. The split of a... a split of a frequent of the light, they merge and release and open your eyes. And that way you have moved yourself above your either your judgments or your emotions or your memories or your what who owes whom what karmic kinds of energies and you have lifted both of you into new octaves of freedom of choice. Great love. Thank you for that. I know that there are millions of people right now, especially at the time of holidays, that are thinking, I don't want to do this. Don't resist. Do it with your greatest love, knowing that whatever you gesture at, the way you live your life, is what frees you from being caught in that. Allison. The last question is from Laguna Beach, California. Laguna Beach. Uh In the USA. I know this place. I know someone of your mastery has a reason for everything you do. Can you please explain why your intensive incarnational sessions must be four days? Wow, I would love to. 
For me, and by the way, I've been doing incarnational work for about 64 years. It's a long time uh, to um, be able to witness other people discovering the infinite incarnations of their souls. And so my higher self created a hologram. And this hologram is very important because it's not seeing other lifetimes, it's releasing them. Whether they're good ones, quote, or not good ones, or whatever kind they are, they are happening now. Their energies are going on in your life now because of that thread that's beyond time and space. And so we want to unhook that so that we can evolve faster. And we want to make sure that we get around the circle. It's one of the reasons that I never do incarnation work on myself. Because if you're doing it on yourself, at that moment when there could be an illumination of something that will actually be the impetus for your release or your growth, you kind of sleep through that. That's why you have to have you who holds the light for you. So here's kind of the the overview of the patterns. In the first day of our four days, we look at the themes that are going on now. All of those elements of those uh, energies that have um, held you back or, 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 and very often those that have pushed you forward. But this lifetime, what those themes are, because we know that anything that's come up, the people that are in your life now, all have existed with you in the incarnations of your soul. In the second day, we begin our incarnational work and we look at the source of those themes, going back into other lifetimes that are hooked into those themes, uh, whatever way uh, our higher self shows them to us. It might show us something that needs to be released or is limited, or it might show us a, a lifetime, an incarnation that, that holds for us a gem, uh, a source of a higher way to be with it. And so we will identify through our own self these themes. The third day is kind of our you and the others day. Uh, it's you in relationship because we humans must be in relationship. Everything is connected. Everyone is connected. And so we look at incarnations, perhaps within those themes or other themes that your higher self brings, but have to do with you and the others how the sense of self leaks or how you're able to connect your consciousness or your bodies or your joy uh, or your purpose, your destiny, with others. And then the fourth day, and this is why fourth days, so we're really moving around a hologram that touches all of these specific aspects that are very central to uh, what it takes to create the spiral of evolution. And on the fourth day is our day with the higher self focus. So we're looking at uh, experiences of the soul and, and the higher self that allow us to, to realize that we are part of the cosmos, that we are part of the one soul, that we have this energy that will never be, never die, but it's always there guiding us. And so the more that we access our higher selves in these ways, the more and the quicker our evolution occurs. That is why it's never less than four days. Now, sometimes when people come to the light and see from around the world, they take two whole sessions or they take an extra day to really clean up something specifically that, that maybe they're getting divorced or there's a death or there's a disease or there's something that's very specific. 
that they need more work on. And so maybe they will do that on a, uh, an extra day. And then we would, again, we would move the higher self into the last experience. So that from the beginning and around the, the spiral of evolution, we come to the higher self. And so we are moving and changing uh, the opportunity or the reality of self from divine perspective. And that's why it's so sacred for those four days and above, but never less. Great, love.